Good evening, Mr. Clay. Well, how are you, sir? I am doing pretty good, Mr. Ham. Glad to see you again. Good to see you as well. Good to see you as well. Um, been a rough couple of weeks, though, you know? Indeed it has. Indeed it has. And I can imagine it's been especially stressful for you, given your occupation. Yeah. Um, had to have some really, really, really tough conversations with a bunch of fifth graders. And, you know, that's something that, that you really don't want to walk into a classroom and do. Have the conversations that we've been having, so. Yeah, I can, I can imagine it's not been easy. No, no, not in the slightest. Um, of course, we're talking about everything that's dominating the news right now. Right. Um, tragedy in Florida. Um, it even hit closer to home for us, Benton, Kentucky, which, you know, is just down the road. Um, so, yeah, um, it, this year has been a rough year thus far. Yeah. So, I mean, it's what, February 17th tonight we're recording and uh, we'll, we'll, all the numbers thrown around aside, we will say there have been three mass shootings already this year in United States schools. Yeah. And that's just insane. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Um, so, uh, for this episode, before we go any further, um, I think both of us would like to dedicate to those who have fallen. Um, there's a lot of students that, that, that will not be going to school, um, parents that will not be waking their kids up. So this episode is for you guys. Those of you who no longer have a voice, hopefully we can say something I don't know who could say anything for you, but um, this one's for you. Indeed. So, um, yeah, the conversations that I've had to have over the last few days. Um, went to school on Wednesday. Everything was normal. Valentine's Day. Right. Uh, I'm kids, sure everybody was excited. Everyone was excited. There was flowers and balloons being delivered. Um, kids bringing, right. like, you know, treats it was sure it there was, was a fun day. Cards and candy cards everywhere. Cards and candy and I mean they were sugared up from the time they got there until the time they left. Um mm. which, you know, you would expect in an in an elementary school. So, oh yeah. Um and you know, we went home that afternoon and when I turned the television on, every channel was Florida, Parkland, Florida. Um Right. Now I missed a lot of the details on this, so it didn't happen until after the school had let out, correct? No, it actually began just before school let out. Oh, um, the, well, but I mean, it was in the it, it was in the afternoon. It was in the okay. afternoon. Yeah, the the timeline shows that he entered uh, this this nineteen year old young man um, entered the school right around two twenty two two nineteen two twenty. Okay, um, he was dropped off by an Uber, um, and um, he proceeded into I think they called it the west staircase where he unloaded all of his implements of destruction um, he made his way into the hallway and opened fire in three of the rooms on the first floor made his way to the second floor opened fire into another room made his way up to the third floor opened fire in a th- 
uh, another room up there and then made his way back to the second floor, fired again, and back to the first floor, fired again. And then as everyone was fleeing the scene, I think the total time he was in the building was less than 10 minutes. Wow. He, he blended into the crowd, dropped all of the all of uh, the guns and things like that, and blended into the crowd. And as the kids were running away, he just seemed like another face in the crowd. Um, they didn't pick him up until about 45 minutes later, uh, walking down the street. And he was armed at that point, from what I gather. He, I think they they found a handgun in his belt loop, or you know, in his belt. So, um, in the wow, yeah, in the. Um, in the 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 exchange, seventeen students, or I should, no, I should, can't say that. Seventeen people, um, three adults, fourteen kids, uh, lost their lives. So, and there were, if if I if I remember correctly, I just saw I just caught a, a brief bit of it on the news. Uh, there were seventeen fatalities, and there were several more injuries as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, and there are still people that are that are struggling. I mean, there are still people in hospitals that are oh, still yeah, fighting. Right. Um, it says at least 15 others were injured. Uh, five are suffering from life-threatening in- injuries even at this point. So, um, yeah, it, it's tragic. So the following morning, I get to go into my fifth grade class, and the first thing out of a student's mouth was, did you hear about the shooting? And... As a teacher, what do you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of have to be honest, right? You, well, and it's true. I mean, you, you do. You you have to be honest. I, I and um, I told the student, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and uh, he's, you know, he he kind of pressed the matter, and I said, well, let's just let everyone get here, and right. then as a class, we'll we'll talk about this for a few minutes. Um. It's tough. I mean, it, it, these the kids that I that I deal with are right at that age where they're starting to understand what's going on in the world. Right. They're starting to see these things and hear these things. Um, and my ten and eleven year old kids should not be afraid to be in that building, but there are some that are. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's a very real fear. Yeah, you know, like I said, we've had three mass shootings already in this country, one of which was just a few hours away yeah. in the western part of Kentucky. Yeah, Benton, Kentucky, close and to Paducah. Yeah, I mean, how do you not think about it if you're, I mean, as sad as it is yeah. that you would even have to worry about, like when I was in school, I w- would have never thought no. anything about it. No, no. I can remember whenever I was even in high school. Now, I mean, this is late 90s. I think you and I graduated right about the same time. Yeah. It was still commonplace for the the good old boys to have the gun rack in the back on the the window of their pickup truck out in the parking lot where their shotgun and their rifle was there. It was always there. Yeah. We never had that issue. Something has changed. Something Something. fundamental has changed. I agree. Um, Well, I remember... um, not too long after I graduated, I was working uh, night shift at a factory mm-hmm. down around home. And uh, one day my dad caught me before I was heading out to work because I left for work about 3.30 in the afternoon. Right. And he's like, hey, I need you to go pick your brother up from school before you go into work, please. 
Right. And I was like, oh, no problem. And I worked nights. I, I slept all day, got up and went to work, came right. home. That's That was my life. I didn't, I've never been one to, in, you know, really follow social topics and all this stuff. And right. so I go to the school to pick up my brother and I walk into the building and the secretary at the front office looks like terrified of me. Really? And the, the vice principal comes out and gets very hostile and confrontational with me. You know, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, ah, Mr. Young, I'm just here to pick up my brother. My dad asked me to stop in and, and pick him up. We need, he, he needs to go somewhere besides home today. And he's like, this isn't funny. And I, I said, I'm sorry, sir. I don't, wh- what's not funny? He's like, what's the, well, why are you wearing that? And I was <laughs> like, why, why am I wearing what, sir? I don't, I don't follow what you're, why, what is going on? He's like, do you think it's funny to come in here wearing a trench coat? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just my coat, Mr. Young. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Apparently earlier that week was when Columbine had happened. Ah, yeah. And I had no clue. Right. Right. Because, I mean, that's really... Well, I mean, like you say, you go to work, you work through the night, you come home and you sleep, so you don't necessarily turn the television on because that was everywhere on on the news. Right. But so, I didn't watch the news. I didn't, right. I didn't follow that. If I, was in the, if I was in the vehicle on the road, I was listening to CDs at the time. I wasn't listening to the radio. Right. Yeah, you know, I lived in BFE, Kentucky. We had country and Western music on the radio, and that was all you got. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> uh, so I was completely unaware. But, I mean, I'm just saying this is, you know... And that was really kind of the first national headline grabbing incident. It was. It was. And I had no clue. And when people started, once he realized that I legitimately was clueless, like, and I, at the time, that was just the, that the was, heavy coat that I had. Well, I and mean, it was cold. I mean, I owned a couple of them myself. I mean, I had, I mean, long, I don't want to say trench coats, but I want to say it was like an overcoat. I had like a London fog that came down to my knees. Yeah, Still, no, mine it. was like a trench coat, like yeah, all the way down, all the way down. Yeah. Like all, you know, ankles. Yeah. And, uh, but it was just, that was the heavy coat that I wore all the time. Right. I, I had no idea. I had no idea about Columbine. I didn't know what was going on. I, uh, at, and even at that time, and even now, it's just so hard for me to imagine something like that happening. Yeah. Even though it's becoming so common of an occurrence. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't and, be coming, becoming a, a common occurrence. And like you're saying, at the, at the time, you know, when we were in school, those guys, there were guys all the time that had shotguns or right hunting rifles. And, and I, when I say a hunting rifle, I don't mean an AR-15. No, I we're mean, talking about like, like a single you know, shot a single, or a single shot bolt action. I've seen people, uh, even like the little 1022, you know, something like that, that would hold a small clip for squirrel hunting or something. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And we, we never had any kind of issues like that. Nothing. It, it was not even something that crossed people's mind. You yeah. know, like if you had a problem with someone, you fought in the hallway. Yeah. If or they, meet me outside. Yeah, or meet me outside and we're going to settle this. And yeah. and it was that's the way it was settled. You did not go and grab a gun and go in and start shooting the place up. It was that that was not something that people did. So I can't I like I say I I don't know. Um Well, how do you talk to 
fifth graders about? I mean, well, first thing you have to, I mean, we have to be reassuring. Um, and I didn't, I, I guess I, I was naive whenever I started this job because I didn't realize necessarily what all it's enta- what all it entails as far as training to prepare for something like this. Um, because it's becoming so commonplace, we go through yearly training now. Um, active shooter training is one of the things that we do. Right. Um, we do lockdown drills. Like with, I want to say that they're the the drill is done every two to three months, so that way the kids know safe places and safe zones to go in the school. And then we're also taught by the Kentucky State Police to look for improvised weapons in our room. So if we need to defend ourselves, we look around the room and we're like, what what in this room could be used as a weapon? Now I've got a couple of questions, and I don't want to get into two specifics because I don't want to, you know, if there are. I don't want to help anybody that's trying to do something, right? Correct. Um, but some of the things I've heard, uh, and I'm just kind of curious, uh, some schools have a device of some sort that physically obstructs the door uh, temporarily yes. um, while the so that no one can enter the room. Right. So um, is that is that true? Like, is there, that a thing? Yes, that is a thing. Um, okay. It's basically, it's... It, no, 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 I don't I, I know. I'm not going to get into specifics. Okay. Um, but it disables the hinge. You cannot open a door. Okay. So that is one of the things, you know, that, and it's very effective, very effective. And then some of the other things I've like, I know I saw this, uh, I did, uh, I think it was the neck, the 15th. I think I had to get an oil change in my car. Mm -hmm. And while they were doing that, I was in the waiting room and they had, a, a new a 24 hour news channel on and at the time they were interviewing people right the sheriff and the school, school board superintendent the FBI, and all that stuff yeah. down in, in, in florida and i seem to remember one of those people saying like it's sad that we have to train our faculty how to use your desk as a shield it's sadder and, that you have to use, to train your students to do that. Or, well, maybe that's, maybe that's what he said that um, like they, they teach them how to get behind their desk and like angle the desk to, so that it deflects. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, that's, that's not something you should do with, with that's not something children should have to do in yeah. a school. Right. I mean, um, that's, that's like, you know, give your kid PTSD or something. Right. Um, and like I say, I mean, the, the like the, even the training that we go through, that that active shooter training, it's it's the Kentucky State Police do that for us. Um, but I know what it sounds like in my building now when an AR-15 is fired. I know that sound. Um, Jeez. So, so they brought in like blanks? And, they brought in blanks. So that way wow. we would know. And they went to different areas in the building. So no matter where you were in the building, if you hear this, you know what's going on. Um, it's, it's, it's scary. Now you said specifically an AR-15, did they, they brought in, did they have things. other, other yeah. calibers they and did. things? So, okay. Yeah. But it's weird that that would be the one you mentioned and it does seem, well, that one has a very distinct <laughs> sound. Well, um, yeah, there's, I mean that in the AK-47, right? They're the two. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. An AR-15 is not the M16 is the technical, like, you know, if you're going right. to talk about the AK-4, but 
the five five six and the seven six two are the two like those are the two rounds right you think of and when you when you think of like action movies right yeah. you got the you know the Americans and the Allied forces with the five five six and you got basically everyone else in the world using the seven six two right uh, so yeah that's uh, but it's just it's just strange though that and it does seem here that that is what seems to be the weapon of choice. I mean, it you've is. got uh, most of these people are using AR-15s. Right. And even the guy in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I know that wasn't a school shooting. But no, but it was a mass shooting. I mean, we're talking the, the worst yeah. mass shooting on U.S. soil, right? Uh, I believe 50, so, yeah. Over, what, 58? A was, lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah. right. And, and the reason I think that, that that is the weapon of choice is, first and foremost, it's light. Secondly, it's compact. You can you can make it short. Right. Third, it's accurate. The, it's accurate. Fourth, the magazine holds a lot of rounds, yeah. and it can uh, it can fire them fast, and they are a very penetrating round. I mean, there there's not a whole lot that stops it. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those it's one of those weapons that specifically is designed for mass destruction. I mean, that's what it is. It's a military style weapon. Yeah. And, so. I, and and I'm not trying to get into gun control. No, no, and, no, no. And and all of that. I love to hunt. I don't right. go every year, but I do like to go when I when I can. Right. And I I have a rifle. I have a shotgun. I have a a, 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 a few different handguns. Uh, I'm a full believer in a citizen's right to bear arms. Absolutely. Uh, but I just don't see the necessity. For an AR-15, I don't either. I don't under like I don't know as a, as a private citizen, why do I need a thirty round mag that can fire as fast as I can pull the trigger and go through four cinder block walls? Like, wh- what's why the do I need that? What's the need? I'm going to tell you right now. For home defense, there's a couple of things. One thing I don't want something that's going to shoot like it does because the fact that is, if I'm firing at someone in my home because they broke in or they're trying to harm my family, the likelihood of me hitting them is probably almost zero. Right. I want, I want, I want, I want the street howitzer. I want a twelve gauge. I want something that's going to scatter. You know, <laughs> something that all I got to do is point in the general direction, and they're going to catch a couple of beads, and they're going to go ouch. Um. So, home defense, it doesn't make sense. Well, Hunting, and, and it doesn't make sense. Other than the fact that one, it's light; two, it's accurate. Right. But do you really need thirty rounds to take down a deer? I really hope not. And if you do, you shouldn't. Maybe probably you hunt don't him. need to be hunting. <laughs> the um, one day that I I'm, yeah. I don't hunt, I'm not a hunter. I, but I do. I have shotgun at the house. I've got right. a couple of of small caliber rifles that, that basically just for target practice and and plinking around because I I love to go out and shoot my little twenty two. It's fun. Right. Um. And then I've got a few handguns, like what you said. The one day I've gone hunting we, was when I was with you, that we went on that rabbit hunt. Right. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I fired the gun three times. Exactly. I still have that box of shells at the house. Yeah. I've been deer hunting, I think, over the last six years. I've bought one box of shells for my 270. Yeah. And you probably I still have half some, of them. I still have some left. I tag out every year I go. Right. So it's not like I don't, it's not like I don't fire the weapon when I go hunting. Right. 
I'd get my limit, still have plenty of shells left. Yeah. So I, so ultimately, I don't feel like um, restricting guns as far as like the gun control where they you, you have those people that say, oh, God, we're, they're going to take all of our guns away. I don't think that's the answer. And I don't think that no. that's – constitutionally, that's not the answer. Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. I agree with what it says. We have the right to bear arms. Um, and – but – I don't feel like these these military-style weapons should be covered because they are specifically designed for one thing. Right. And that one thing, unfortunately, is what they're doing in schools. Yeah. And like you're saying about like home defense, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want a weapon like that for home defense because even if I hit the person, even if I hit the person I'm aiming at, there's gonna, a high likelihood it's going to pass clean through them, the wall behind them, the wall behind that. And Possibly going through to the my neighbors. neighbor's house. Yeah, I mean, or or into the next room. Right. If there's somebody in the next room, uh, you, it's dangerous. It's, it's yeah. very dangerous. Yeah. It's just so I don't see the need for it. I'm not trying to get all gun control and this and that. No. And no, because I like to say I don't you know, feel like gun control is the issue. I think that possibly vetting people a little better could be more, a, a a more stringent background check with a mandatory. Wait period. Waiting period. Absolutely. For all weapons purchases. Yeah, I, I think. think that that's that's reasonable. If you're exactly. if, you, if you want the weapon, go through the proper channel. Let them do a full background check. Yeah. Give them the time to do that full background check. Yeah. yeah. And not, not if like you the truly, last time. I, not like the last time I went and purchased a handgun. Oh no, I was, it was like in a fifteen out, minute. I was going to say I was in and out in under forty five minutes. Yeah. And that was. Looking at multiple models, picking one out. Yeah. That I mean, we're talking the whole process was less than forty-five minutes. Yeah. Well, I just meant the paperwork part for me. Oh, yeah. It was about ten minutes. Oh yeah, and I don't even know if it was that long. They, they, I filled out the little form. They called it in. They immediately wrote down a number on it, and they said, "All right, let's yeah. ring you up." I mean, it's that quick. Yeah. I think I think there should be a mandatory waiting period. I think you should have. If you're trying to purchase a firearm, you should have to go through. A full background check. I agree. Like I, like it, maybe not what, maybe not as extent. Like when I got the job I have now, I had to go through a lengthy background check. It took four days, like, and I don't think that's unreasonable if you're talking about selling somebody a weapon. Dude, I, the the job that I have, I had to have federal background check done. Yeah, exactly. Working for a school. Exactly. So I mean, it's not like, and it, it's not like it's a a. It's not a hard process. You just go and get your fingerprints taken. They take your information down. They send it off. They check your background. Yeah, and I think that's. I don't think that's unreasonable if you're trying to sell somebody a, a, a any kind of weapon. Right. But but especially a firearm. Yep. Now there is a question, of course, all out there that is the person to person sale. How should that go? And I think that that is a conversation that should be had. At higher levels than where we are, yeah. I'm, because yeah, I don't I'm not even want to get, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into anything like that. Yeah. Um, but um, if nothing else, if nothing else happens from these three mass shootings, at least, at least we should open dialogue. We should at least start yeah. to have this conversation in the United States. And and I will just say that that's three. That's just three mass shootings on school grounds. Right. That's not all gun violence. That's just the three yeah, mass I mean, shootings yeah, on school grounds. Florida, Kentucky, Texas. So far That's in, three. So far in 2018, 
And if you want to be really technical about it, those three have happened in less than a month. Yeah, because the first one was what, the 24th of... The 22nd of, of January. Is that 22nd of January? Yeah. yeah. So in less than a month, we've... We've had three. We've had three. And uh, granted, it's three all year this year, but the first one didn't happen until January 22nd. Correct. So Now, there have been other accidents, I should say. Yeah, there, there, there have been other weapon discharges on school grounds. Uh, and that's where, you, if you hear these people talking about the 18 school shootings in 2018 so far, uh, a lot of those are just weapon discharges where either no one was killed or uh, in, in a couple of cases, it was a person who committed suicide on school grounds right? Um, with no other injuries. Uh, a couple of places, it was uh, like a school ROTC where the weapon was accidentally discharged when they weren't properly on the firing range. And they're just kind of lumping all of that together to say, you know, right. these 18 accidents or incidents happen on or have happened this year so far. And realistically, when you look at someone infiltrating a building, going in with the intent of doing harm, right. you have the three. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, you can look at semantics there. And regardless, one, like you, you, you've said, is too much. One yeah, is too much. In my opinion. Um, even an accident, uh, you, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, what what can you say, really? I, 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 when you, a situation like, say, with the ROTC, where you have a situation where there are rifles being used for targeting and things like that, Right. An accident is, it can happen. I can right. see that. But any other situation where you have either a student with a firearm mm -hmm. or an adult with a firearm. Who has brought it onto school grounds. Onto school property. With or without the, in my opinion, with or without the intent of harming someone. Right. And then intentionally or accidentally discharging the weapon on the premises. Yeah. That's an issue. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you, you got you get these people that rant and rail about the misconstrued facts, and they're talking about it's not 18 shootings and all this stuff. And I get it. It's not 18 mass shootings. But if that was your child in that school and somebody brought a gun in and it went off, you can't tell me as a parent it wouldn't concern you. Right. I mean, as a teacher... I'm concerned as a parent that will be sending my child to school in a few years. Right. I'm concerned. Um, it really makes me question where, what do I want to, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? How do I want to proceed from here? Um, and that's scary. I mean, that's a scary thought. It is. And I mean, with the, the push right now for homeschooling, yeah. I mean, even before a lot of this stuff started happening, I it's, just, I can see that it's really becoming a gaining lot more momentum. Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming a lot more appealing. I, I can tell you that for sure. Um, I, I, I don't know. This, it has to end. And the, the, the kids yeah. in this Florida high school that have survived this, I mean, they are not being quiet. They are not quietly walking into this they are screaming now and hopefully it absolutely their voices shake the pillars 
of our government and at least get them to sit down and say, okay, let's talk. That's all I want. That's I don't care. I don't want. I, I just want them to start the process. I agree, and and it goes back. I <laughs> so after Columbine, mm-hmm. um, one of the big news organizations interviewed Marilyn Manson, right? Who a lot of people tried to put a blame on for Correct. Columbine, and which I think is just totally ridiculous. It's not video games. It's no. not music. It's. I it's I don't know what it is, but I listen to that music. I play those video games. I don't go shoot people. Right. It's there's people something are, else. People are throwing the label mental illness on this, and I mean, obviously, there is someone. Something has clicked. Something has. Well, I mean, in there. Okay, in my in my opinion, you can't be a perfectly normal, sane person and kill another human being. This is true. You this ha- is there true. has to be something going on. Yeah, the switch has to be there to be flipped. Right. Back in the day, they interviewed Manson, and I just thought it was funny. Uh, he kind of point by point shut down every argument that they brought up. And then at the end of the interview, the the person interviewing him asked, you know, what what would you like to say to the to those students at Columbine? And he goes, I don't want to say anything to him. I want to listen to him. Amen. That's, and, and that's what has to happen. I think somebody needs to stop and realize what the 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 kind of emotional and mental stress that has to be putting on these kids. I mean, you've got you've got people in the military that go off to and deal with this type of situation that can't handle it, and they've been trained for months beforehand. Okay, so so, so Columbine just, was. What ninety-eight? Nineteen years ago, right? Nineteen yeah, years I ago. Think so. Um since then, the number of school shootings have just gone up and up and up. It's each been year. Cr- each year. Right. Um we now are at a point in our society where students I don't want to say they expect it, but when it happens They're not surprised. They're not surprised. Um, which is another terrible, terrible thing. And mm-hmm. when they survive something like this, I, I can't even I can't even start to fathom how they get back to any sense of normalcy. Where, like on Monday, what are they going to do? The school's not going to be reopened. There's it, it's a crime scene. Right. Um, the what do these students do? Because every yeah. day that they're out of school is another reminder that this happened to them. Yep. Every time that they want, they jump on social media and want to send a message to or talk to one of these people that the, these, these, their friends that are no longer there, that's a reminder. The, the PTSD, the post-traumatic stress from a situation like this is un... I, I, like I said, I can't even wrap my head around it. Um, can't even start to. Yeah, I, w- I don't even want to try to. No, 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 no. Um, and as bad as I hate to say this, because I'm one of those people that kind of digs on people for that, I don't know what to do. I I have no idea what I could do that would be helpful in no. any fashion. But all I can do is hope <laughs> I mean that, <laughs> that, that these kids are okay. The ones that survived, the ones that had to go through this, 
and and not just this, but everywhere that this happens, right? You hope that they can they can find something, some center, yeah, and move past it and be okay. Here's something too. I hate to be the guy that says you know hopes and prayers uh, no, or no, thoughts no, and prayers. No, but I, what do you do? Here, here's the thing too. Okay, so you're right because. Someone like like you or I, we are so far removed from this situation. There's no way that we're going to Florida and and, and hugging these kids. Where I mean, there's even nothing, if you could go down there, what's hugging what someone? You, what can you what really can do? You do? There's nothing that's going to fix yeah, this. You can't there's fix no that. fix. Yeah, that um, that is an incident that is permanent. Right. It's just yeah. It, the it the has toothpaste happened. is out of the tube. It's done. Yeah. Um. So you're right. So here's here's my hope for these kids. First and foremost, you're right. I hope that they can find some sort of center, some sort of, okay, this is my life. I'm, I'm going to try to get it back on track now. Right. Secondly, I hope it activates these kids. I hope it, I hope it puts something in them that lets them see there is a problem, a fundamental problem that has to be fixed. And, demand that it happens, whether it's through politics, through activism, through marches, whatever they have to do, they they are the ones that have to lead this cause. Um, I've Hold already on. seen... Let's bar violence. No no violence. Okay. No violence. I mean, when I say activism, I'm talking like... I know what you mean, but yeah. I just... To be crystal clear for anybody that's listening that doesn't know us... Right. Yeah. We, no we violence. Are the, we are the most passive people on the planet. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't even like to watch MMA, okay? So, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, recognizing that the, there's an issue and, and making it known that it ha- there has to be a fix. Right. I'm um, not smart enough to figure out what it is, but there has to be somebody out there that is. Right. I've already seen, um, and I don't know, I, I don't necessarily... <sighs> I'm a teacher, so I can't necessarily, I cannot condone what I'm about to say. Um, But I've already seen um, April 20th of this year, they is the planned walkout. Um, Nationwide, students are walking out of classes, walking out of schools, and are not returning until Congress sits down to have the discussion. Tell me that that, that, now here's the thing. That, that will get attention. That will get attention. And here's why. When the students are not in the classroom, it's cost money. And when you start dealing with money in a school yeah, system. Because parents, parents can't be at work. Yeah. Yeah. It, stuff, so, th- things like that's what I'm talking about. When, when I say activism, it doesn't have to be a violent act. It, it, it specifically needs to be the opposite of that. It's, it, they need to be examples, shining examples of how do we fix this? How right. do we, how do we, you know, this is how we make you listen. So I, I like I said, I cannot condone it, but I'm going to, you be, might not be able to, but I can say it sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I don't have I any be, kids and I don't have any students. Yeah. To me, some, I just know that something, something, and I don't know what, but something has to be done. And I know that there are people out there that are smart enough to figure out what has to be done. You're right. And when you get a bunch of those people in a room, there will be a fix. And and they can have those people in a room 
Yeah. There are Congress and the government and these people in power have the ability to get, get these intelligent people and find them and get them down and sit with them and, and look at the fundamental problem. And then the important thing is listen to what they say afterwards. Yes. And act on it. Yeah. Because ignore the money that the gun companies and the telecom companies yeah. and all these other United yeah. Corporations of America have put in place. Yep. Yeah. And listen to what your citizens need. Right. Don't be afraid to act on it either. Right. Because when you start, when, when you do the right thing, yeah, that's a that that gets you a hell of a lot more credit than something that that you've done that's just because someone funded it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that was a good discussion on the school shootings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and while we're talking about the government and doing things and being active, and uh, and all that, and and you're a history teacher. I am, and we've had a pretty significant historical event occur oh, recently. Yes, we have, and. Here's what here's what I want to know. Why is it that a private citizen with his own company is pretty much the only one advancing this country's space exploration program? Listen, dude. I just want to say that this whole thing with with SpaceX right is one of the most awesome things I've ever witnessed in my life. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I have seen all kinds of cool. I was even like in Florida for a shuttle launch, like was in Daytona and got to see like it go. I'm, I was good distance away, but you can right. see the big glare. Oh, yeah, you, you, can know. See for you can see them forever. And I was like, that is awesome. That is so cool. But dude, watching the video. And if you haven't seen it, you can go on YouTube on SpaceX's channel. They have the video there. You can actually watch the launch. And everything. It is so cool. It so is amazing. Cool. It is awesome. It, I I know I've mentioned him several times on the podcast in the past, but Elon Musk is <laughs> he's, he's awesome. a mad genius. He really is. He really is. So so Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, creates yeah. this rocket well, and one of his companies. Well, yeah, well, okay. So <laughs> one of his companies um creates this this new this I, I guess it's the it's a new rocket. The Falcon Heavy is what they've called it. The Falcon Heavy, and yep. it is um, and it's the it's, largest, it's the rocket. largest booster rocket booster that rocket. we have um, there, there that's out there. Um, and the coolest thing is, is parts of it are reusable. The boosters themselves can be used over and over and over. I think they say up to ten times they can send these things up before right. they have to be completely refurbished and then they can be used yet again yeah. which is so 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 cool so he um he decides hey I'm going to really 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 um impress everybody by shooting this thing into space but dude dude he really does it with style what was on the tip of this thing well, okay, so to fully test it, to fully test it, they actually have to have a payload. Correct. Of some kind. It has to have weight on it. Yep. And he decided that he would take his first ever cherry red Tesla Roadster, mm -hmm. stick that bad boy in there as the payload. Put a put a, a, uh, a, mannequin. a mannequin in it called Spaceman. Starman. Star, Starman. 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 And did you hear what was on the radio? Yep. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Go for it. On loop. On loop. 
David Bowie's Space Oddity. <laughs> Ground control to Major Tom. I love it. Running, running until <laughs> it reaches Mars. Yep. Also displayed. So every Tesla, if you don't know, has a giant LCD or LED screen. I'm not sure the technology, but a giant screen. It's almost like a tablet size screen on the dash. Yeah, it's like a 15-inch like screen. It's massive. Yeah. But they can display whatever they want to on that screen. Now, this is a private citizen who has funded this with his own money and, and investment money and some help from NASA. Right. He uses their facilities for the launch. Yeah, I mean, they're using Kennedy Space Center for this. I don't, I, think, I don't think it could have worked any other way without having those facilities. I don't think he could have built his own launch pads. Was it, the stuff. launch pad itself, was it the same one that Discovery went up on? I want to uh, say it was. It, I mean, it's been used by the space program and by yeah. NASA's. I, it seems like but that I'm not I, sure which on, rockets. We do uh, we do a little news show in our class, and this was one of their little segments. And I okay. think they were saying that it was the the same launch pad that Discovery was was sent up on. I, I thought that was kind of cool. So. Yeah. So, but anyway, on the screen, he could have had anything on there. He could have promoted SpaceX itself. Right. He could have promoted Tesla. He could have promoted his boring company he could have like what does he put on the screen it simply has two words and that is don't panic i love it (laughs) dude dude i'm this guy has got style is what he's got not only does not only does he have money and intelligence and 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 a drive to want to do this stuff but man he can sit back and smile because he's like you know what that was freaking cool yeah It's awesome. So fires this thing, goes into space. We get yeah. um, the Tesla, like the, the screenshots that you see now is Starman it, it was sitting li- there. It, and, it live streamed from yep. Earth orbit yep. for f- several hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could see the red Tesla Roadster. That, mm-hmm. I mean, it was awesome. And now it's now en route to... Mars, correct? Is it is it well, at this point, or is it, it still slingshotting? No, yeah, it's it's on its way to Mars. Okay, um, and here's some here's something that I had put this on the Facebook page uh, because I wasn't really sure and I didn't know how long all this took, but I know like they launched February sixth, I think is when they launched. Right, and this thing's going to move <laughs> roughly thirty three million miles to get and, to Mars, and so by I think by the next day, Elon makes this tweet. And, and the tweet kind of confused me. It said, exceeded Mars orbit and kept going to the asteroid belt. And I was oh like, and I'm thinking to myself now, I'm not sure, but I'm almost positive it takes longer than a day. To get it to Mars. To, to get to, to Mars. travel 50 or 33 million miles. Yeah. And, and I was thinking it was something like a year. Yeah. For, for the travel to Mars. So I had to do a little digging. Just because that's kind of the way my weird brain works. Once I get that little burr, I got to work it out. Yeah. <clears throat> so it it does indeed. It takes approximately three hundred days. Okay. To go from Earth to Mars. to Mars. It's it's the verb tensing in his tweet that confused me. What what he was intending to say was that once it that well they so. To, when they broke Earth orbit, they kind of uh-huh. used the yeah, as like they, a slingshot. They slingshot, yes, yeah. And when they broke orbit, they had some boosters to finalize the trajectory, and their goal was to put the Tesla into Mars orbit. Oh, that was their original goal. 
So he says exceeded Mars orbit and kept going to asteroid belt. What had happened was they miscalculated a little bit. And if you can imagine a very minor miscalculation over here has a very large impact 33 million miles later when you're going in a straight line. Yeah, no doubt. What he was intending to say was when they fired the rockets, they had miscalculated slightly and their trajectory was going to push them beyond Mars orbit and out into the asteroid belt. Right. Uh, Not that they had already exceeded Mars orbit. So that confused me, but I'm just like, as a history teacher, dude, I mean, come on. This time next year, I'm going to be like, I'm sure I'll be watching the little news show that we do or that we, that we, and it's going to have like stuff about this specific launch right here. And it's going to be awesome. Even then, I'm going to be like, that, that, last year we were watching whenever it launched. And, and yeah. dude. And then here's the thing. Okay, so all of this is so, 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 so cool, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It's phenomenal. The, 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 the bringing things back, though, was the most insane thing I have ever seen. Watching those two boosters oh, yeah. come back to Earth and sit down. Like the shot that they that they had where it had both of them. You had one in the foreground, one in the background, and they are like twin rockets just coming down to Earth with the booster, the the tripod legs pop down and they just sit gently down on the ground. And they're just sitting there. I was like, Oh right. my God, that's awesome. And they were if I'm not I didn't get to see it yet. I was gonna watch it, but I didn't get, get didn't get around to it. Uh they landed just a, sh- a very short distance Dude, from the launch pad. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it was it was at yeah it, it was at the uh, Cape Canaveral. It was at the space center there, and they landed them like I want to say they were something like five hundred or six hundred feet apart. Yeah. So I mean, they were like close together, set back down close to the launch pad. It was just it was like clockwork. It was that was unreal. Even the, the the news broadcasters and people that were watching that live, yeah, like they were like hooping and hollering. They were just like, "Yeah, yeah, that was it was awesome." I, I can't imagine, dude. I mean, that just sounds. Oh, it is so then, awesome. Sadly, though, the Falcon. I mean, oh, well, I'm not holding know. anything against them. Nobody's perfect. The Falcon Heavy, the largest rocket ever put up, right? To to date, uh. The two smaller boosters came back, came down back perfect. and landed. Yep. The main booster, yep. however, was lost. It was lost. It was it was supposed to come back to a floating uh, to a floating launch platform. pad. Yeah, lo- yeah, platform, and it missed its mark yeah. and splashed down and was damaged. Yeah, but that's still dude two perfect landings and one just a little bit off into the water. I'm going to say, I, I, get, I, I said it before, <laughs> two out of three ain't bad whenever you've got something like that. And, and the two that came to Earth and, and did what they were supposed to, it did so with such precision and such grace that it was unreal. It was just like, yeah, I, there are now, no I did, words I did for hear it. an audio clip and the, the, the roar of the crowd yeah. when those two boosters touched down. Was louder I mean, than the boosters themselves. Well, you would have thought you were watching like the Super Bowl or something, dude. It was unreal. It, just the people, just like, Rah! Dude, it was awesome. So, so, so awesome. And, and yeah, Elon is like I said, he's a crazy mad genius. Like he is solely pushing electric cars in this country. Mm-hmm. 
Like if he would, if he wasn't doing Tesla, there's no way like that Chevy, Chevy and Volt Ford, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I they're mean, not just, really pushing it. They're no, they just, are. They are now. Oh, are they now? Tesla is starting to become a big enough threat that they oh. are all starting to make full production electric only cars. Good for them. Good for him. But good for him. He's yeah. Elon is doing this. He's pushing our. He's forcing our country into. Better electrical systems, yeah. Better battery technology, cleaner, better, cleaner energy for the better cars, yeah. Smart self-driving, yeah. He he's one of the big guys that's like his company is really one of the companies that's really pushing like the the self-driving features of vehicles. He's not one of the big developers of the technology, right? That's mainly still uh, Google and Uber, yeah. Uh, but but he's one of the ones that's really getting it out to the mass public. That's awesome. Uh, awesome, he's, awesome. The Boring Company has started their, the Hyperloop. Okay, I don't know what that uh, is. They're building a high-speed rail system underground. Oh, nice. Um, but everybody thought he was crazy and it would never work, and he's doing it. Just, just like SpaceX, just like Tesla. <laughs> uh, now, his promotion for the boring company is one of the most genius marketing things I have ever seen. Really? So there's, don't ask me why I have no idea why, but the boring company, you, you, me, anybody out there that wants to can go to their website and purchase a flamethrower from the boring company. What? Now it's, it's a flamethrower in quotes. Uh, it is an actual device that shoots fire, but not like military grade flamethrower. Okay. There are uh what the uh the gun people, what are the better, ATF? Yes. Those people <laughs> say that you can't have anything that shoots a flame more than ten feet. Okay. Uh so it only it only goes like two or three feet. But but you can still say I have a th- flame it's flamethrower. It's a flamethrower <laughs> from the boring company. Now his promotion for this he put up a picture with him holding one yeah. and was like, ha, 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 wouldn't it be great to own one of these? And then he was like, a couple well, you of, can. You can. Here's <laughs> the link. Then this is just the genius. Uh, on Twitter, he posts, the rumor that I'm secretly creating a zombie apocalypse to generate demand for flamethrowers is completely false. <laughs> and, and he follows that up by saying... You would need millions of zombies for a so-called apocalypse anyway. I where would have I, like three or four. Where would I even get a factory big enough to make that many? Dude. So just... Like I said, I mean, the guy on, has how got can you, style. He has got and, and a sense of humor that's just... How can you not love him? Yeah, he's awesome. How can you not love this guy? I want guy? to meet this guy. We got to get him on the show. I'll make some calls. I'll get his people on the line. But yeah, oh I my just, goodness! Wouldn't it be awesome if he did though? I mean, you'd just be like, you know what? He heard this little podcast is done out of Kentucky, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go sit down with those guys. I've never, you know, I've never been to Kentucky. <laughs> oh my goodness! So Elon, if you're listening, you're welcome. Anytime, anytime, anytime you come down, I'll put you. I got a spare room. I will be, gladly host you for as long as you would like to stay, my friend. Uh, oh, but my speaking goodness. about flying and putting things up. And all that, uh, change the topics a little bit again. Have you heard about this thing that just happened over on the West Coast? Every year, the U.S. Air Force does this thing they call red flag. Okay. 
So it's like a, it's a military training exercise that they do. Uh, well, this year they decided to do some things a little differently. And from January 26th through yesterday, February 16th, random times throughout the day, they would completely shut down GPS functions for most of the western part of the United States. That's a pretty big swath of land for not for suddenly losing your Google Maps, you know? Yeah. Anything, <laughs> Google Maps, your GPS in your car, uh if you wanted to play Pokemon Go, tough because yeah. that requires GPS. Uh the areas that that were affected could have included Albuquerque, Denver, LA, Salt Lake, Oakland, and Seattle. So, I mean, that's kind of the general size of area that we're talking about. That's, that's a pretty good chunk. That's, that's pretty insane. But um, now there's reason for this. I mean, they're not just like blacking this out for no reason. They're, no, I mean, there's, yeah. there, there's, there's a reason that they are actually going and doing this. Yeah, it's part of the training for the military, for the, for the, air, for the fighter pilots. Just uh, in to, case something terrible, terrible happens where we do lose those type um, resources, right. GPS, or, you know, we're talking, you know, mass EMP or something like that, that wipes yeah. out a bunch of electronics. They still know how to function without necessarily having the crutch of GPS. Right. Basically they got to learn how to read maps again, <laughs> learn how to read maps, learn how to fly by sight. Yep. By recognizing the train and all that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, but I mean, I just thought that was interesting though, that they, I, 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 I didn't even know they had the capability of just turning it off to just, well, I mean, we like got to figure though. I mean, GPS—it's global positioning satellite systems, and all of right. that is is government regulated. But it's not government owned. It's not government owned, but it's government regulated. So I mean, they would effectively own the big on-off switch. So well, yeah, but I just didn't. I guess I just never considered that they would have that capability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be like all of a sudden them going, "Okay, we need the Eastern Seaboard to not have internet." Flick. I would say that's possible. Other countries do it, yeah. So you know it is possible, but why? I mean, yeah. It was just it was to hear that they were actually doing it. My brain was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so that yeah. just kind of caught me completely off guard, and and I. But now, okay, so now there was something else though that was in the news here not too long ago that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you were wanting to, if you were wanting necessarily to touch on it or not, but it also dealt with GPS and specifically with. Um, t- government facilities, I guess we'll say. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so one of the big trends, of course, nationwide, worldwide now, is everybody has a Fitbit. Yeah. Um, it, it tracks your steps. It tracks you know where you're going and where you've been and things like uh-huh. that. So these things upload data, and then you can like see a map of. Where you've well, traveled and and things like that. Specifically, Garmin is a big one because they well, use like the, uh-huh. the for like location and they use GPS triangulation. Garmin, like like me and a lot of the guys that ride the bicycles around here, we use Garmin cycling computers. Yeah, the Garmin GPS tracking it tells you the elevation, and, tells you the distance, tells yep. you your route. Yep. So, and and we like to as a friendly competitive thing, we upload that data to this website called Strava. Right. And then Strava will compare all of that data and be like, it'll tell you who has the fastest time, who has the best overall time, who has the best top speed, like all these different stats for like certain areas and different, like, you know, different little sections of the road. You can make a segment and it'll 
look at everybody that's written that segment and rank the best and all that stuff. So that's all good and well whenever it's just like yeah, a bunch of cyclists yeah, out there having a good time yeah, or friendly or competition. Tri- triathlon, you know, people that are doing that or, or 5K people. Yeah. yeah, that's no problem. But whenever you start having like the Marines and people like that wearing their Fitbit in like the bases. Yeah, especially when, when they're on those, uh, you know, those black site bases. The ones that, that don't exist. The ones that aren't there. Yeah. Um, or like the ones that are out in the middle of, say, Afghanistan. That yeah. our enemies don't necessarily need to know that this yeah. is here and this is its layout. And then well, all now, of a sudden you pull up Strava's map and there's like this this really hot zone. It's like this perfect <laughs> oval out in the middle of the desert over here in Afghanistan. And you're like, why are there like 4,000 people <laughs> running around in this oval over here? Or why is this? There's no building here. That's all desert. Why is there like this? It looks like a tunnel system. Yeah. I mean, they're like, this has suddenly started to, to, to map our military facilities. And our enemy now is able to go, oh, that's where you guys are hiding. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. So um, these fitness tracking devices and the, the, I don't know, I guess the improper use, the improper monitoring of... Data. I don't. I think it's just. I don't even think it's improper monitoring. I think it's just that they basically opened it up and said we're just going to monitor everything. So there's well, no black zones for it. Well, yeah, so no, no, then, no. I'm, I'm saying like, <laughs> you know, they didn't like. Of course, it's, it, this is just a, a, an unfortunate side effect, right? Somebody somewhere wasn't considering the implications, <laughs> right? And yeah, and so that's what I mean by improper monitoring of the data. Yeah, it's like they weren't. They didn't think. That oh, this is going to go up on the internet where anybody can see it. Yeah, uh, yeah. so it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So then, yeah, there's like all these bases, <laughs> I, and I don't remember exactly how many it was, but there were a few. There's quite a few. Yeah, there were. I mean, and it wasn't outed. just here in the United States. No, it there was, was overseas. It was like overseas yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it, it was wasn't specifically just... like Afghanistan, Pakistan area, because we had some of those yeah. facilities that we had. Uh, camouflaged specifically. And it it wasn't just American. There were other countries that that had their bases discovered as well. Yeah. It's crazy how, like you say, I I mean, it's just a, it's an unfortunate side effect. Someone did not think, Hey, my Fitbit is going to track everything, every movement I make inside this hidden facility. So (laughs) speaking about technology. Yeah. Yeah. um, CES was pretty recently, not, not super recently, but it was fairly yeah, recently. A few weeks ago. <clears throat> and there was a there were a few things brought up at CES. Uh and, and talking about real quick, talking about the unforeseen implications of technology. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the big things this year, and for the last couple of years actually at CES, has been IoT devices, Internet of Things devices. For example, <clears throat> these light bulbs that you can control remotely. You can turn them off, turn them on, change the right. colors, smart TVs, internet connected thermostats. So you can control your temperature from away, you know, all these different things, right? This is a foreseen problem and I guarantee you it will happen eventually. Though all of those things will be exploited. Oh yeah, I mean the security that's in a. They have no security. There's no yeah. There's no security in like a in in a 
a smart TV. Or so, something like, like for that. example, the, the Phil, Philips Hue bulb specifically was one of the big ones that was compromised because it has all has, one password for all of it. <laughs> they all have in their firmware the same username and password. That's crazy. Every Philips Hue bulb. That's crazy. <laughs> and. Some of those things have already been exploited. Uh, if you flip through the news channels, you may have heard people talking about the Mirai botnet. Oh, no, I've heard of that. But. Um, well, that's what the Mirai botnet is. It's, it's, people have found a few of these username passwords and then hacked those devices to be... <clears throat> a, 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 each individual component is a very low-powered processing device. But when you get enough of them together, you can... Amount a lot of processing power. It's effectively like all of the old computers from the school. Whenever you take all of those archaic right. old computers and then network them together, you get a supercomputer. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, I'm talking. You know, a much larger. You got. Right. You're talking about light bulbs and smart TVs, and but I mean, and that's all the Mirai botnet is. So, and for the last several years, every com- like uh, Kohler, or one of them has like a smart bathroom that literally everything in it is right. smart powered. Right. The the toilet, the sink, the bathroom, the the faucet, the tub, the shower, the lighting. So, you know, eventually this this is going to be a problem. Mark my words on that. Uh but so that was one of the big things. Okay. One of the things that gra- Okay. Sorry. Okay, let me let me just ask a question then. Okay, mm-hmm. so these things can be exploited. Right. To what end? Well, like I'm saying like the Mirai botnet for example. So what they what they what they did was they would use all of these devices to operate a a DDoS attack? Okay. On an, on another server, a dedicated denial of service attack. Uh, basically, each one of these little devices would send bits of information to a server and flood it and flood it with requests, so that the legitimate requests, like say you trying to reach that server to watch something on Netflix, maybe was completely would just get lost. Yes, because lost the server the there's so many requests hitting the server at the same time that eventually it just shuts it down. Right, it can't process it all. Um, so that's one huh. example of what they could do. And that's a small example of what they could do, and that that's what the Mirai, that's what they use that botnet for. Would they would they sold it to anybody that wanted to pay them, and they would shut down whatever server you wanted. Oh my my um, my! So once once these guys get more advanced and more savvy with what they can do, and the devices are getting more and more powerful, right? Eventually, mark my words, be, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things this year at CES that really grabbed my attention, and I was just like, "Do what now?" And I was looking at it, and I might actually buy one, dude. It, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's it's interesting. It's a little different. It's it's a <laughs> it's from a company called Somnox. Yep. And it is a robotic snuggle pillow. Yes. <laughs> Now, when you say a robotic snuggle pillow, it's not tiny. It's not like one of those little travel pillow things. This thing is actually about the size of a person's torso. It's a pretty good size pillow. Um, and the coolest yeah, thing about it, though, is is it does different things. It has different features or like different functions. But the one that it really is is pro- that's really promoted is it breathes. Like, and I put that in quotes quotation it breathes yeah so it, it it expands and contracts just like a human person breathing yeah 
Um, so you snuggle up to this thing, click that thing on, and then it starts breathing. There are, there are the 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 psychological trigger that it that it hits in your mind is it, it's soothing because it's like having someone beside you that is breathing. Yeah. Um. It it promotes sleep. It's you're supposed to sleep better. Um. It's supposed to help to regulate your breathing because you match that rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it warms, so it yeah, can be, it can be heated. It can be heated. It doesn't have to be, but it can it be. It can be. Um, and then the one thing though, that I did not know it did. There's a few little things that it can do. Um, breathing, it can, uh, actually play soft music. Uh, and they call it affection. The pillow can give you affection. And basically from my understanding, what that is, is kind of like, like if you if you put your put your hand right on a cat when it's purring, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a similar type thing it can do. Um, basically, the little vibration that you feel on a cat's like right under their like in their chest, yeah, area. like in their chest. When yeah, whenever yeah. they are purring. So this, yeah, this thing kind of gives that little vibration. Um, yeah. I don't know what do you know what the price point is on these? I I have not yet seen a price. Um it's but it's it's a really interesting looking little little thing. It's yeah. kind of like a an, um I want to say a bean shaped pillow kind of a a, a thing. Yeah. It, it's it's And it's about uh it's I would say it's about the size of what like a medium dog probably. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And very yeah. very very I very just thought cool. it was really cool. I thought it was kind of neat looking. Uh, again, it's a Somnox is the company name. Um, yeah, I just, (laughs) it sounds kind of silly, but I've listened to a few people give reviews of it and they say it actually is, it actually did help them sleep better. Okay. I'm not sure what this symbol is. Um, the, um, it, it looks kind of like a C with a couple little lines through it. It's, it's a currency symbol. Oh, euro. Is that the euro? Okay, yeah. so it's it's showing here 589 euro. Ooh, that's about so now 650 you're look, bucks. Yeah, you're looking at, I actually looked up, actually looked up the, the transfer rate on a euro yesterday. $1.24 to our dollar. So, yeah. They're going to be expensive. Yeah. At yeah. first... But they might come down in price. Yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, have a couple of, of, of Euro in my desk drawer and got oh, them out okay. yesterday. And because one of the kids brought in some Philippine money and they were like, have you ever seen any of this? And I was like, no, I haven't, I haven't seen that before. I was like, have you ever seen this? And we kind of just traded out money, you know, to, to just kind of look at. And they were like, well, what's it worth? So, I, of course, I had to pull the phone out and Google it. And, right. Yeah. So. So there was that. And yeah. then <laughs> when I was looking at the pillow. I, through the way the internet works, yeah, I came across this other article where, uh, let's just say if you receive a package from Amazon and you are not expecting one, you may want to open it in private <laughs> because it seems that here lately there is a person or persons unknown who is ordering intimate toys 
<laughs> That's a good way of putting it. And sending them to random people. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, people are just getting these and opening them up and being like, I didn't order this. And they call Amazon and Amazon's like, yes, we see that you did not order it. <clears throat> but it was paid for. Your address was given. That's where we shipped it. <laughs> so if, if if you receive something in the mail and it's vibrating. <laughs> it might be a pillow. It could be a pillow. <laughs> if it but comes if, if it, it comes from anybody named McVeigh, you might want to just send it back, you know, <laughs> return to sender. Yeah. But otherwise it might just be something that will make you smile later. <laughs> Unless yeah. you know. Given your inclinations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if oh, you didn't order goodness. one of these pillows and you get a buzzing box in the mail <laughs> and it's from Amazon, just a heads up, someone might be playing a very minor prank on you. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. Some of the things that we run across on the net, I'm just telling you, it is, right? it, it, it's, it's some funny stuff. Yeah. Um, I, there's a couple more that I just saw on here that we're, we're going to have to talk about at, at later dates, but I'll, I'll send you some links. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, the conversation tonight, it, it started off a little somber, but, yeah. um, again, I, I feel like it was important and, where we are in our nation, where we are, you know, in society as a society, um, has to be evaluated, has to be looked at. Yeah. But there are good things. SpaceX, my God. Oh my God. And I'm going to go a step further and say everything Elon Musk does. Yeah. Yeah. The dude is (laughs) I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I am as well. I am as well. Um, so I guess uh, the only thing left to do is snuggle up to our pillows and, and, and call this one, right? I think it's time to call it an evening, yeah. <laughs> well, I hate that, but until next time, I guess, um, if right. you want to reach us, of course, we're on facebook.com forward slash two minds podcast. Yeah. Or you can tweet at us, tell us all about Elon's new marketing campaigns at two minds podcast on the Twitter. Yep. Send us an email, two minds podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to find this or any of our previous episodes, you can find those on twominds.podbean.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We'd love to hear from you. Hopefully we will. Um, So hopefully here in the next few weeks, we're going to have some guests, right? I really hope so. I've heard heard, um, some of our buddies from other parts. Well, that'll be awesome. It's like in a few weeks, right?